You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Yo, 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 it's the Healthy AF. We're coming to you live. We're about to do a deep dive. Dave, what do you think about my rap? And I do a little tap-a-tap-tap. Corey, you're uh, you're a better trainer. Um, in all honesty, Dave didn't know I was going to do that. <laughs> I had no clue. Completely unplanned. I think that we should start every healthy AF with me rapping. <laughs> um, uh, we'll let the general populace decide, but I think my answer is, should be shown in my laugh. Um, Corey's been known to do that from time to time. If on the rare occasion you might catch him like dancing or something like that best dancing trainer in the facility um no doubt hands down maybe um i won't say neither i'll neither confirm nor deny that um i'll just say i have i am not the best dancer in this facility uh i dance like a (laughs) robot but not on purpose let's just put it that way yeah it's all about the motion in the hips. So when we teach you how to pelvic tilt and to find pelvic neutral which is really important for proper movement after you understand that That's really what you need to know on the dance floor. And I'm telling you, when you go out to the dance floor, if you know nothing else, it's pelvic tilting and do just things that you would do in the weight room. It's like squat up and down fast, do a lunge, do a bicep curl, and and, and you do it with some enthusiasm. And people are like, wow, this person has really cool dance moves. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's one way to think about it, Um, especially, you know, if you have a high esteem of your dance moves already. Um, But anyways... um, I'm trying to do the math in my head, and a little secret of what we do here, we actually record ahead of time, and then we post these. So my assumption is this episode you'll actually be listening to right around New Year's, um, either the Monday before or the Monday after, but what we want to talk about is just goal setting, because, I mean, obviously, New Year's resolution, um, how can you not talk about goal setting? So, which reminds me, actually, there is a, a meme I really like where a guy said, I'm going to open a bar and call it Resolutions. So two weeks out of the year, it's a gym, and then for the rest of the year, it turns into a bar. <laughs> That's good. You know, I don't think it's any secret that most people fail their New Year's resolution, right? We've got statistics on this. You see articles every year, like this time of year, it's like, here's why you shouldn't have a New Year's resolution. <laughs> and we don't necessarily fall into that camp, do we, Dave? But we, we do want to approach it a little different. Yeah, I think... One of the issues with a lot of the goals that we make, and not just resolutions, but goals in general, is all we do is we make outcome goals. So we have point A of where we're at, and we have point B of where we want to go. And so we just look at to like, okay, you know, I want to put on six pounds of muscle. I want to lose 20 pounds of fat, that kind of thing. And so we just have these outcome goals that aren't a bad thing to have because we need to know where we want to go. But what happens is we have many times unrealistic expectations for how fast we're going to achieve those goals. Um, Now, I'll do a little humble brag, but also kind of to give an example, um, when I was a senior in college, almost actually 10 years ago, wow, I'm getting old, (laughs) when I was a senior in college, I, I achieved the goal of deadlifting 400 pounds. And so after that, in my head, I was like, well, I got 400, 500 should be no cinch. Um, and it wasn't until a couple weeks ago, 10 years later, and granted I was doing what Corey would call slap and tickle and not necessarily focusing on that goal, I actually finally deadlifted over 500 pounds though. 
but to put in perspective, that was a ten year. That was ten years in the making. Now, granted, maybe I could have gone that faster had I done a little stuff differently here and there. But just to give an example, like a lot of times, the outcome goals that we have aren't stuff that are going to be quickly achieved. They're things that are going to take time to get to. And so, there's another goal I want to talk about, and I'll let Corey kind of expound on this too. Is just the idea of a process goal. Yeah, you know, Dave kind of gave the example of outcome goals being A B. You know, I like to think of a process goal in terms of A to Z, but you're aware of all of those letters in between. So rather than just saying like, hey, I got to get to Z, it's like you're more focused on the process of moving through uh, step B, step C, step D. And it's not so much about the outcome. It's not so much about getting to letter Z. It's about what are the things that you're implementing in your life? What what is the what does the journey look like for you? How are you growing as an individual? Like let's relate this to fitness, right? Like it's not necessarily about hitting the um, ten pound weight loss that is your ultimate outcome goal. It's like how are you feeling um, as you're losing weight? What is your blood lipid profile like? How is that improving? How how does it feel to be stronger? Like really starting to dial in and is, is although it might be a little cliche really looking at things through the lens of the journey rather than just the destination yeah um a great example of this too is just even thinking of like losing weight you know maybe i want to lose 10 pounds well then take an honest look about where you're at so look find a and honestly assess where a is and maybe that might mean rather than losing 10 pounds right away maybe that means changing the diet up a little bit. Maybe that means, okay, so right now my B, the goal that I want to have is I want to eat one vegetable a day. All right. And that might be some of you out there is you're not even eating any veggies right now. So something like that is a process goal. And it's just thinking about too, just the idea of just these baby steps forward, one step at a time. Um, you know, it's shout out to my mom. Uh, out there, but she she always uh, used to say, and I think she still says, you know, um, by the inches of cinch, by the miles of trial. And so I think when you think about the goals that you're setting for yourself, that's awesome to have an outcome goal, and it's awesome to know, hey, I want to be at point at point Z at some point in my life. But in order to get there, I need to take these steps one at a time and think about what are the things that I can do, how can I change my lifestyle to get to that aspect. Um, and I think that's the other thing too, is you got to recognize that no matter what your goal is, your lifestyle is going to have to change to some, some aspect and you got to be willing to make that change. Yeah. And I think a lot of people give up on stuff because quite frankly, they're not happy or even on, even worse, like they're miserable. I, I've run into so many people, especially in, in just working in this industry, it's like, oh, I just, I need to lose five more pounds. It's like, well, at what point are you excited with where you are currently? You know, like, hey, let's, let's see the glass half full. You're not, you're not where you were three months ago. You've come a long way. Um, and taking time to reflect on, I'm making progress here. I'm implementing um, new behaviors, things that are ultimately going to benefit my health. They're going to benefit my fitness. They're going to benefit my well-being. And um, I guess it's just like taking things in stride rather than constantly stressing about, oh, I'm not, I'm not there. Because ultimately, that's what leads a lot of people to frustration and ultimately quitting. 
Yeah, I think that's a great point to make. And then the other really good benefit of process-oriented goals is so one, you get a better perspective. You know, you can see who I used to be versus who I am. You know, how, how much have I grown? But the other thing too is a lot of times what happens, and this is the thing I love about process goals, is we get so focused on the process that next thing you know, we achieve the outcome and we don't even realize it. And we're just so, and the process has become a new behavior, has become a new habit. I mean, I was talking to Corey about this earlier today, but I mean, I'm an anomaly, but I'll work out five to seven days a week now. And it's not because of any goal that I have. It's just because I enjoy the process of it. I enjoy, you know, experimenting, trying out new exercises and enjoy trying to push myself and the accomplishment that comes from that. Um, But I think it's important to just notice that the process becomes habit. And that's a huge thing. Yeah, so that's really our challenge to you. Start thinking about, again, not necessarily eliminating outcome goals because it, we like to have some objective numbers to hit and it's fun to be able to look and say, like, this is the goal I set and this is the number I, get, I hit. But also, uh, what are process goals that you can implement really to help aid your process and make things more enjoyable and ultimately lead to, I think, just a greater adherence to your plan and, and, and to the goals that you set forth. Absolutely. All right, guys, until next time, stay healthy AF. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.